You're listening to the N2K Space Network. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the darknet, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com slash cyberwire and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire. Welcome to T-Minus Deep Space from N2K Networks. I'm Maria Varmazes, host of the T-Minus Space Daily podcast. Deep Space includes extended interviews and bonus content for a deeper look into some of the topics that we cover on our daily program. And we talk a lot about workforce development on the show. There are many avenues to reach out to new talent pools, and we've covered STEAM programs and competitions galore. And today we're going to talk about mentorship and community advocacy. Joe Bullington is a manager in the Jacobs Space Exploration Group in Huntsville, Alabama. And JSEG provides services through the Engineering Services and Science Capability Augmentation contract at NASA Marshall Space Flight Center. Joe's worked as a NASA contractor for many years, and we started our conversation with him, telling me what inspired him to join the aerospace workforce. I was fortunate to grow up with a father who was an engineer, so I was interested in uh, technology from an early age and science and that kind of stuff. He actually was a flight engineer on an Air Force bomber aircraft, and uh, later on, In his life, he became a professor of civil engineering at Tennessee Tech University, where I eventually got my electrical engineering degree. So um, lots of great memories of my dad doing stuff with with myself and my brother uh, related to science and so forth. I know not everybody gets that, so that's that's, I appreciate that that happened. Um, I decided to to be electrical engineer because I was always really interested in electronics and and communications and things like that. So electrical engineering degree, uh, went to work for uh, an engineering company right out of college, uh, working in an Air Force testing center where we tested all kinds of air things, aerospace things, um, rocket engines, jet engines, aircraft in wind tunnels, space systems in um, thermal vacuum chambers and things like that. So a lot of good grounding in what aerospace is all about. So done that kind of stuff for, for my whole career, all different kinds of aerospace things. And one of the things I'll mention to people that are uh, interested in going into an engineering or, or STEM career. I've done a lot of different things in uh, over the years. For the last 25 years, I've been a manager 
uh, engineering manager. So I, I still dabble in technology, but mostly um, I lead organizations, smaller and larger. Point there is when you, when you get started, find something that you're passionate about, learn about it any way you can, get into it, and then just follow where the opportunities lead you. Because I've uh, one of the reasons I've got a lot of different diverse experiences. I was frequently saying yes to opportunities to do new, new and different things. Did you have a favorite? I'm I'm curious. You've had so much experience in your career. I, it's sort of like asking you to choose a child, but <laughs> I'm yeah. curious if anything really stands out. Yeah. So a couple of things do um, that I thought were particularly fun for me. Uh, we built at, at NASA Marshall Space Flight Center a new test facility was built some years ago to test the full up Chandra X-ray telescope before it was launched, we had to actually build a new, bigger facility just for that. I was part of the team that that did that, along with NASA folks and other contractors. That was a a lot of fun to to do that project and then get to see Chandra X-ray Telescope fly. Uh, Some years later, I worked, um, I was called the Avionics Lead Subsystems Engineer for several different flight projects, including uh, a satellite that went up to demonstrate autonomous rendezvous technology you know, to have a one satellite or spacecraft be able to go find another spacecraft or vehicle and, and rendezvous with it autonomously. Um, I guess the other fun part of it for me is, um, in general, getting to the opportunity to lead different groups. I really like working with people. I really like teams. I like, you know, as I got more experience, I've, I'm glad I got the opportunity to, to, to lead different teams and try to help people build their careers and, and, and do good things. Yeah. Well, I can I can understand that also because you had such great mentorship in your as you were coming up too and you can you've seen personally what a big difference it made in your life. Uh and as you said not everybody gets that but you're providing that to others and that's a really wonderful thing. So, I've always been again, I got this from my parents and other mentors growing up, being involved in community organizations and uh later on getting getting into professional and business organizations and I I really get a, a big charge out of that. I think there's something that's needed. And um, I enjoy doing it. So, for example, one of the first ones I got into was the AIAA, which is, you know, it's, it's like the biggest uh, all-encompassing aerospace organization. I've been uh, multiple different leadership roles in, in that organization, local chapter leadership, and also on the uh, computer systems technical committee at a national level. Um, in recent years, last 10 or 12 years, I've been involved in another organization called uh, International Test and Evaluation Association, which is very aerospace related. I'm currently on the International Board of Directors for that organization. Then there's some other things. I know you've talked to other people um, from New Mexico, where, which is where I did a lot of the, the outreach and, and business and professional society work that I've done in recent years. I was, I was in New Mexico for about 17 years, currently in Huntsville, Alabama. So New Space Nexus, which was formerly New Space New Mexico, I'm one of the founding members of that, still, still involved with... Uh, with with that organization, I, I helped stand up a couple of other organizations that are aerospace-related, um, Las Cruces Space Festival. Um, that was a lot of fun. And, and that was particularly aimed, as you know, at helping um, everybody get learn about space and get interested in it, but particularly kids coming up to, to say, you know, even in uh, Las Cruces, New Mexico, there's a lot of things going on that they could get involved in and, and look for careers in that area. And I think it's something that's really good for the community. And I'll say before I forget it, others, others have said this, but one of the big things for me uh, in terms of these uh, different organizations and particularly the th- things that help kids get interested, as well as even mid-career adults, is 
the aerospace industry and, and technology more broadly, if you if you grow that in an area, it's a huge economic driver for the area. It provides good jobs. As those jobs grow and, and the companies come in and spend money and the people uh, get good paying jobs and, and pay their taxes and shop in stores, it, it grows the, the economy for everybody and, and helps, you know, helps to the prosperity of a community. So to me, that that aspect is at least as important as the technical cool factor of it. Yeah, and I'm going to be really soft here for a minute, but it's also so inspiring. It really helps people dream about something that maybe they thought was totally out of reach for them. In addition to the, the really important economic value, which cannot be understated, that softer side too of uh, giving somebody a, an ambition that maybe wasn't there before, it, it really changes lives. It really does. So other things I guess I would say to people to emphasize this is if you're interested in um, aerospace, spaceflight, technology, if you go looking, there's a ton of information out there, you know, a thousand times more than there was when I was getting started. Anybody that's got access to the internet, there's there's so much information out there. And I would say just go out there and start, start learning, you know, just search for things that interest you. Uh, that'll lead you to other things. Get involved in organizations. And um, if there's online events or online any kind of opportunities to learn, you know, do that and think about, is it good to go to school and, and get a degree, technical degree, or um, you don't have to be an engineer or a technician to work in the industry. They need other things. They need um, all kinds of uh, support functions, uh, lawyers. They need uh, people to help with logistics and uh, administration and all kinds of things. So if you're interested in space, there's a whole bunch of different careers you can go into that, that are part of the space industry. And the more you find out about it, the more value, valuable you be. And as you said, more uh, fired up and interested and inspired, hopefully you'll be about, about going into the industry and uh, it'll, it'll help you grow and progress. We can't emphasize enough what you just said so well about how many different roles there are in space. And uh, it's wonderful if someone wants to get a degree and, and go into engineering. I mean, I, I encourage that 100%. Uh, and, and, but it is also not everybody's path, and that's okay too. So, um, yeah. Joe, you, you, you are involved in so many different organizations, which is amazing. Do you connect people between these orgs? Like, um, how does that work? Like, there, there's a whole ecosystem, in the, especially in the aerospace world, of all these different organizations doing all these various things, and they overlap a little bit. And yeah, can you tell me a bit about that? Yes. Um, actually, that's one of the reasons uh, that I, I'm in multiple organizations. First, I get something from each one of them. They're, they're different. They have different things. But yes, I do try to make connections between people and organizations uh, because of that being involved in different things. Um, I was fortunate during the years I was, particularly recent years that I was at uh, NASA White Sands Test Facility in New Mexico, that part of my job for a number of years, in addition to being a department manager, to do uh, outreach on behalf of my company and, and NASA. So I got to spend some extra time. I've always done that, but I got to spend some extra time. And uh, especially in, in, in southern New Mexico, I, I was um, doing a bunch of different orgs and things, including, by the way, the, being on the board of the Chamber of Commerce. And we're trying to use all that, again, to help help the workforce development aspect to help the economic growth uh, development aspect and again just to help inspire kids and and adults you know to be interested in in that whole world of aerospace and space flight and to, and to realize what what it, there is there uh, and, and available to do
We'll be right back after this quick break. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. And now a word from our sponsor, Netscope. Netscope is a worldwide leader in SASE and Zero Trust. Its unified platform, Netscope One, provides optimized access and zero trust security for people, devices, and data anywhere they go, helping customers reduce risk, accelerate performance, and get unrivaled visibility into any cloud, web, and private application activity. To learn more about how Netscope helps customers be ready for anything on their SASE journey, visit netskope.com. I'm very curious also, given the course of your career and the amazing perspective that you have, especially in managing people, I'm wondering if you've seen uh, changes or I'm just thinking we're sort of, we're in a new space era. We're in a new space race or a new space age, whatever, whatever people call it. And I'm, I'm wondering if you're seeing the new classes, the new cohorts of people coming in. Is there sort of like a different feeling? Is there something sort of driving them that might be different from the past or is it always the same? Or I'm, I'm just really curious. <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's a lot of discussion about that in the whole, you know, the whole business and, and job world. And it's certainly in the aerospace industry. So I think, in general, a trend that's happened over the years is uh, when I was first getting started, you know, you were expected to be very focused on the job all day, every day, is be available whenever needed and all that kind of stuff. In recent years, I think not just with new, younger generations, but I think it's true of other generations. People want to have a better work-life balance. And and I'm uh, fortunate to work for a company that, that supports that. We We have to get the work we do for NASA here is very important, and we're all fired up about doing it, but we're encouraged to to have a good work-life balance. I think another thing is the technology is so universally available and has been for a while. You've, you've heard stories about, you know, kids or, or young people that are 15, 16 years old that are already master coders because that's, there's so much information available now, and they get interested in it. So, you know, not everybody is that way, but it's not unusual to have somebody come in with just amazing skills in, in some aspect of technology, particularly computers and software, um, when they come into the job, which helps a lot for them to get started and to make them valuable to us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and I, I would imagine some things are, are always going to remain where people want to solve really interesting challenges. Obviously, the love of space <laughs> and like doing really fascinating things and working and building things that have never been built before, doing something new. Um, that That is a huge part of the appeal, at least for me, <laughs> I imagine. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, uh, and that's one of the things that, you know, helps us to get some of the best and brightest, you know, is that they, they want to work on NASA projects or they want to work on other aerospace projects because... It is inspiring. It's something that, you know, really captures the imagination and it makes people want to get involved and, and, and excel and do good things. 
of course, in, in recent years, as you know, the, the commercial space industry has just grown tremendously, which is providing a lot more opportunities for people. And it's um, they're, the commercial space companies are doing some of the things that NASA has traditionally done, but that's, that's okay because um, that's part of the NASA's you know, vision going forward is they're not going to try to do everything anymore. They, want, they need uh, the commercial space companies to, to uh, provide some of the services and it's happening and, and it's, it's picking up at a rapid pace. And that, again, that provides a lot more opportunities and as well as inspiration. We get to see lots of cool vi- launch videos and other things, you know, that, of the different companies that are, that are doing that. Yeah, it, it is always so cool to watch those. It, it never gets old for me. <laughs> it's just, it's so great. And I'm glad to hear you feel the same way because if it never gets old for you, then that's awesome because you've seen so much in your career. I love that. That's so great. Yeah, I, I, I've, I have worked in my career mostly away from the launch sites, but I've, I've been fortunate to be able to go to launches a number of times over the years uh, at Kennedy Space Center and, and other places. And it's always, it's always uh, just, you know, awe-inspiring whenever you see it, especially when the really big things like the space shuttle and and in recent years, the the large boosters that are now uh, coming along from NASA and from uh, SpaceX and others. It's it's absolutely incredible to see. Even, even in my lifetime, it's just been uh, unbelievable. I keep going back to mentorship because uh, it's something that's a big part of your mission. And You've given some great advice already, especially about making sure you say yes to opportunities, which I think is is so important. When it comes to managing people, sort of like regardless of what field someone is, there are some things that are sort of people-focused. I'm curious if there's sort of guidance that you often give that you might want to share with the audience, uh, especially if they're at the start of their career or maybe trying to figure out, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of people, especially in their 20s who are just starting out and trying to figure out where their, their next step's going to be. It's, it can be very hard to navigate maybe what someone wants to specialize in. I imagine you've guided a lot of people in this situation. What are your thoughts on that? Um, it makes me think about one of the things we've talked about in, uh, you know, in my job and also uh, another organization I was in there in Las Cruces is an organization called The Bridge of Southern New Mexico, which is a workforce development nonprofit organization. And we talked a lot about this and, and polled companies about what they would most like to see in, in employees. So. One of the things is is the so-called soft skills, and, and it means things like you know show up to work on time, <laughs> uh, <laughs> come, come, come with a good attitude, be yeah. be yeah. interested and curious, and and you know try to lean forward. And, and another thing I'll say is one of the things that we can everybody can do is is think like think like you're a leader and learn how to be a leader, even if you're only leading yourself. The leadership skills mean things like, you know, looking forward. Don't just have your head down doing what you're doing now. Look look for what's coming next. Um, th- there are a number of people that, that have I have worked with and have worked for me that uh, didn't have a, a leadership title, but um, they were thought leaders. They 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 were looking ahead and thinking and and um, preparing for what's next and kind of help starting to help plan for what's next, for what works need to be done, and then. Uh, other people benefit from that. So that's a thing. When I'm helping my folks that work for me or others that I work with, trying to think about the, what they want to do, I, I always start with what interests you? What kinds of things are you, would you most like to do? You know, you may not be able to do it, you know, tomorrow. Um, and sometimes just having long conversations, talking about different things that they're interested in to try to get get them around to understanding what what their passion is, what they want to do, and then try to help them um, with finding resources to help them learn about that and get ready for it. I think that's 
that's something that's good, that works great when you're, you know, uh, a teenager trying to figure out what you want to do in life and even all through your career. Because like I said, I've done a lot of different things and, and a lot of people I work with have as well. And so just looking around and seeing what, what's going on that interests me or, and how can I learn more about it and, and work my way into that. That's fantastic advice. Thank you, Joe. Um, I know I've been picking your brain for a while. I, I just, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you as someone who is such a seasoned expert in, in the aerospace world, what are you excited about right now for what's going on in our world? Like, what, what's got you jazzed? <laughs> well, um, obviously, the space industry continues to be a cool thing for me. Uh, lots of different aspects of it. Like I said, I, I work supporting NASA. I really want NASA to succeed. And, and I, NASA has been, I'll say, from a lot, many years of experience, has been very good for the country to keep us, you know, a technology leader in the world. And they're still doing that. And I think there's a long future for NASA to continue doing that. Uh, there's always going to be things that will be in the best interest of the country. Commercial space companies may or may not do, depending on what makes sense for them. So the rise of the commercial space companies is, you know, that's just new, really exciting stuff for me. Um, all the different ones, especially, of course, the the ones that launch people into space are always the most exciting because it's cool to see robots go out there. But, you know, uh, other people have said, uh, I think accurately, that sending robots out is cool and it does good things for us and we need to do that, especially in advance of humans. But until somebody, a human goes out there and experiences and t tells us about it, it just doesn't capture our imagination in the same way. It doesn't get the whole world interested the way uh, human spaceflight does. So I think that's a, a big part of it. I know you know well, there are so many things in space now that um, that is changing how we view our world and how we are able to, to uh, take care of our world and, and, and understand it. With the thousands of satellites that are up there, there's, there's just an unimaginable amount of information that we have available now that we didn't have anything like that, you know, 20 or 30 years ago. That's it for T-minus for February 10th, 2024. As always, we would love to know what you think of this podcast. You can email us at space at n2k.com or submit the survey in the show notes. Your feedback ensures that we deliver the information that keeps you a step ahead in the rapidly changing space industry. This episode was produced by Alice Carruth, mixing by Elliot Peltzman and Trey Hester, with original music and sound design by Elliot Peltzman. Our executive producer is Jen Ivan. Our VP is Brandon Karp. And I'm Maria Varmazis. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. And now a word from our sponsor, Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense provides award-winning cloud-based automated endpoint and vulnerability management solutions to streamline IT and security operations. 
With its advanced platform, businesses gain complete visibility and control over their infrastructure, reducing IT and security risks, and optimizing operational efficiency. With SixSense, you'll get real-time alerts, risk-based vulnerability prioritization and remediations, and an intuitive automation and orchestration engine so you can focus on your core business goals. Confident in the knowledge that your enterprise is secure, compliant, and running smoothly. To learn why enterprises choose Sixth Sense, visit SixthSense.com.